Wings Things Podcast, episode 21, I uh, think. Now we're legal. Now we're legal. Dave Hero with us in studio. Okay, I just got that joke. Uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling, Dave Hero. You've been putting on a lot of events over the years. Blizzard Brawl being maybe the biggest of them all. And it's coming up again on December 1st. Saturday night, 1st. December 1st, yes. Oh, yeah, because that usually interferes with the Big Ten Championship game, of which course. won't be a problem. No, not this year. This year. No. With the shitty Badgers. You can swear on this. Oh, day. okay. I always like to uh, introduce people that way. So, Blizzard Brawl, this is uh, your big event, Waukesha County Expo. And it's now run through Tommy Dreamer in the House of Hardcore. And we'll talk to Tommy in a little bit. But tell me, you know, give me just a brief oral history on the Blizzard Brawl, how this started, how it became, kind of what it is, and how it really shouldn't be happening anymore. (laughs) But Tommy Dreamer kind of fucked you over. Well, you know, Blizzard Brawl started off, it was shortly after the Crusher died, you know, the wrestler that made Milwaukee famous. And uh, I was working with um, a couple guys that they wanted to do a tribute show for the Crusher. I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. So at this time I was quote-unquote unhappily married and doing my own thing. I was not in wrestling as far as doing shows because uh, I was frowned upon. And um, I get the phone call like, hey, would you, you mind? You want to talk more about that? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. No, no, no. Podcast, podcast can go anywhere you want, Dave. <laughs> no, I've, I've, had, I've had tons of therapy about that. I'm okay. Good, trust me. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking to uh, the, the people involved and they want to do a show. They asked me if I would help. I'm like, absolutely. I'd love to because, you know, I love the Crusher and, you know, I, and the Crusher and I were friends. We did appearances and signings and stuff together. Get this whole big thing planned. We're going to call it um, uh, the, 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 the Bolo Bruja. You know, it's a tribute to the Crusher. Go out there. I book talent. I get Diamond Dallas Page. I get Jerry the King Lawler. I get King Kong Bundy. I send out deposits. We've had meetings. I go, hey, is the Crusher's family on board with all this? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Don't worry about it. They think it's great. I'm like, oh, fantastic. I go, I want to meet with the Crusher's family just so I can hear them say that also. Of course, that meeting never happens. So needless to say, I'm about five grand into this whole thing. (laughs) Okay. And I'm supposed to be be reimbursed by one of our uh, media partners. And all of a sudden, I'm driving around town with uh, my associate, and his phone rings, and I hear some yelling on the phone. And it turns out it is the media partner saying, hey, we are pulling the plug on this show. The Crusher's family just called and said they are going to sue us for using his name and likeness. Okay, that's bad. I looked at him, and I go, you told me this was all taken care of. And he's like, ah, well, you know, um... There has been some infighting, but you know, Elvis can't sue all the Elvis impersonators. I'm like, that is not <laughs> what I want to hear right now. I do not want to tell my wife. Good line, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, that's not, yeah, you should see the line I want to throw back at him to his face. <laughs> and, you know, so so I'm like, I, we just put like about 75 posters out all around town promoting this event. So I then. Dro- this is what year is this? This is the very first Blizzard Brawl. So this is 2000. I want to say 2005. Okay. You know? So um, I drop him off at home and I call the Crusher's daughter. And uh, Dawn is a very sweet lady. Her and I have always had a good relationship. I go, Dawn, I go, I was under the impression that uh, you guys were all on board with this. 
I go, and I already have at least five grand of my own money out. I cannot now go tell my wife that I'm going to lose ten grand three weeks before Christmas because that's <laughs> ultimately what it's going to cost me. Yeah, you know, for, for this whole show. I go if I do the show and I don't use your father's name or likeness and I rebrand it, will you let me do something? And she's like, absolutely. I'm like, sweet. So I called the media partner, have a meeting with them. I says, hey, listen, I'm willing to follow through on this. I will incur all the risk. I just need help promoting it. They were nice enough to get behind me, help me promote it. But now I have to rebrand it. I'm like, oh, I got the perfect name. We'll call it Seasons Beatings. Sound makes sense, right? Yeah, Seasons Greetings. So I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, man, he goes, I really wish you could do a, a, a fundraiser for our charity. I'm like, well, what is your charity? He goes, it's for the Variety uh, Club. It's for battered women and children. All right. I can't call it Seasons Not Beatings. anymore. No. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm now going to have to rebrand this a third <laughs> time in like in basically a week's time. You really, yeah, I really cannot call it that. So that was smart of you. <laughs> I'm like, n- now it's the point where it's not even fun with this show. I settle on Blizzard Brawl. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, how about the night before the show? We get a legit real blizzard <laughs> that dumps eight inches of snow on Milwaukee. And at the time, I was uh, the, the the venue was the Ramada by the airport, which is now I think the Crown Plaza or something else. It's changed names a few times. It's been remodeled. They had one little um, snowplow on a truck, and they cleared that whole parking lot out. I'm like, I'm done. I'm financially screwed. There's a blizzard. No one's gonna come out. King Kong Bundy gets in town. Uh, Tracy Brooks and ODB w- w- was the girls' match. We had uh, Mad Dog Vashon and Nick Bockwinkel. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler couldn't make it because he had a court date, so I brought Buff Bagwell in to t- take okay. his spot against Dallas Page. Needless to say, I'm an emotional mess. I'm fried. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, this wasn't even my event to begin with. You know, it's been terrible. It's been it's it's it's, it's just been the worst experience. We had about 900 people show up. Yeah, which was fantastic, you know. So I, I think I broke even. If I made a hundred bucks, that's you know whatever. I, I was happy with it. I was all done. I'm like, that's it. I'm going back in exile. I'm done with wrestling. Two or three weeks later, I get a phone call from that media partner. Hey, that was great. Let's do it again this year. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> no, we'll do the same thing. You know, you run the show. We'll promote it. Blah blah blah. Well, we're now going on 13 Blizzard Brawls. So, I'd, of course, I, I I never learned my lesson. But it has gotten progressively easier after the first one. But, yeah, b- the first Blizzard Brawl was supposed to be one and done. Not even called Blizzard Brawl. supposed to be the Bolo Bruja. Yeah, and then Seasons Beatings. And then Seasons Beatings for Battered Women and Children, which... <laughs> no, God, no. I, I mean, you, I, I, I couldn't write this stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so and, and, I, don't la- I don't mean to laugh. No, but. no, no, but it's just the situation is funny. It's like, of course, why wouldn't right. that happen to you when you're trying to do something cool and you just get roadblocks in front of you uh, on everything? I just picture somebody that uh, benefits from your charity. <laughs> we had an event. Um, it's for you guys here at the shelter. Uh, it was called Seasons Beatings. Yeah. And here's a check. Yeah. Uh thank you. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um actually we we don't want this, but thanks for trying. But yeah, you know, um and then it just blew up, you know, from there on it it just it it morphed into some really cool stuff. We did some really cool events. I mean, uh we had the very first ever NWO versus DX Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. 
against uh, Road Dog and Billy. It's the first time I ever got two cease and desist orders from two different wrestling companies <laughs> at the same time. I got one from WWE for using DX and NWO, and then I got one from TNA because they're like, why did you use um, NWO for Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? You know, they're, yeah. they're with us now. And, yeah, it was just, but it was awesome. It was a great, we, we had like 2,000 people pack the Waukesha County Expo Center, and uh, really cool. We've had a Piper's Pit out there. Awesome. Uh, uh, that was with... Uh, uh, your good, close, personal, longtime friend, Mike Wicket. Ah, uh, yeah, Wixie. Yeah, you know. So uh, Sparky has been a former GLCW Ladies Champion. So he got That's right. He got pile driven by Jerry the King Lawler not <laughs> once but twice, which I think his neck still hurts. You know what? I felt so bad. I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't believe Jerry did that to him. You know, he know. legit, he legit dropped him on his head twice. About every three months, I hear Jerry the King Lawler's name around here. <laughs> I'm sure, but you know, it's been great. And then you know, I mean, we had the PWR show on TV, and you know, Damian and I, we did that for eight years on Channel 24. And eventually it got to the point where we're like, what do we do next? We've done everything there is to do locally around here. Well, you were going to get out, and yeah. then Tommy Dreamer stepped in. Yes. Tommy Dreamer uh, actually joins us, Dave. And Tommy, we were just talking about, you know, the Blizzard Brawl and how great it was and, you know, the 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 painful start for Dave. And then, you know, it was a success, and then he wanted out. And then I understand that's where uh, you came in. Uh, Tommy and and Dave, if you guys could kind of uh, take me through that, because this is now under the House of Hardcore, and Tommy, you've been a big part of this. I think this is the third year? Third year, yes. Third year? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you were you were at one of these events, Tommy, and then how did it uh, happen where you kind of took over? Uh, I was at a few of Dave's shows, loved it, uh, loved the atmosphere, and, you know, we had just started becoming friends, and... The biggest thing for me was almost like a family atmosphere. And every time I wrestle, I kind of view, I have a really crazy perspective of professional wrestling. And when I grew up, you know, Italian and Irish home, every Sunday, my whole family would get together and we do dinner. No matter what fighting they had during the week, it was always a really, really cool experience. And when I walk through that curtain, I kind of look at everybody as my wrestling family. And, you know, with Dave, I met his son, I met his father, his sister, his brother, and, you know, the whole community kind of banded together. And that's truly what I love. And, you know, we just became friends. And I was like, hey, man, if you're getting rid of this, you mind, you know, if I take it over. So uh, he was just like, absolutely. And I said, you know, I'd always still want you on board because, you know, you always need local promotion. And, you know, he's very, very in with the whole community. And that's kind of how that came about. Dave, how did it really go down? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that really is how it went down. And uh, I'm in the back going over my uh, match with Abyss and, and Al, and uh, Tommy was there. And, and this is the 10th one of these? This was number 10, I believe. Yeah. This was number 10? And um, all of a sudden, Tommy's like, wait a minute. You're 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 not you're, you're not going over? I'm like, no. I go, I'm done. And, and, and the look on Tommy's face was, and then he told me, he's like, I want to do this. I'm like, absolutely. I go, you know, we'll talk about it later. And then we go out to the ring, do the match. I, I, uh, Abyss beats me up for pretty much, you know, 13 and a half minutes. <laughs> and, uh, Tommy and Al come out. And, you know, I, I appreciate the kind words they said. And Tommy announced to the crowd, House of Hardcore, and the place went crazy. And, uh, it was magic. And it was cool because it's like, for me, I had reached a point where, um, 
I didn't know what else to do anymore because it's like, how do I keep outdoing it every year? And then, you know, when, when, when someone like Tommy Dreamer, who is, I don't think there's a more respected guy in the world of wrestling because he works with everybody. I mean, you, you can see him on Raw Monday night, SmackDown Tuesday, TNA Thursday, and Ring of Honor on a Saturday, all in the same week, and throwing some Lucha Underground and, and, and who knows what else. And uh, I'm like, God, I go, how can I say no to work with him and continue to learn? Because he's done it all. I mean, he was the, he was the heart and soul of ECW. House of Hardcore is doing amazing things. They're all over the world right now. And I'm like, God, I go, for us to blend the Blizzard Brawl brand that's been established now for, you know, I, I've been doing wrestling in Milwaukee since 96 or 97. And now you bring in some fresh new faces and a new way of looking at things and um, yeah, it, it it was a perfect marriage and a home run for for both of us. So you wanted to eventually, I guess, or you were open to the idea, Dave, of kind of handing it over to Tommy. But when he came out to announce it, a little bit of a shock. Uh yeah, and, and then it was even more of a shock when he thought it'd be a great idea that the next year I should get in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was abyss, and uh, my TV partner Damian Nelson. Um, against Al Snow and myself inside a cage, which had we had never done at a Blizzard Brawl event before. So, uh, you know, it, it's been amazing. And every year, I mean, uh, Tommy's done a great job. This year, uh, my son's going to get involved for the very first time, you know, w- um, with an in-ring match. You know, uh, and just a whole little side note, you know, for for me, I'm a father, and for me to be able to have someone's son have his debut match someone else I've worked alongside with and that is special to me and and I guess what uh, the main reason why I want to take this over is one uh you know when ECW went out of business it left such a void for me and for so many wrestling fans I did not want that to happen uh for you know Blizzard Brawl because of how many every wrestler told me oh man you got to work you know hero show Blizzard Brawl it's the best and I didn't want that. So that was a, another big reason why, because every every time I go out and wrestle, they still chant 25 years later, they chant ECW the moment I walk out, which is, you know, my legacy, and I'm really, really proud of it. And so many people have so many, uh, I wish it was still around. I wish this, I wish that. It's not. You got to move forward. But, um, you know, same with Blizzard Ball. I, I did not want to see that just disappear. Uh, and this card, yeah, I got to keep on, you know, up in the game. And so we got myself versus Abyss. And, and one big thing I'm all about is stipulations. And it's going to be me versus Abyss in the last ever hardcore war. Um, it's the last time I'm ever going to wrestle Abyss. And I stick to all my stipulations. I will never wrestle Abyss for any other company in a singles match. I may wrestle him in a tag, but I'll never wrestle him again in a singles. That's something I also did with Raven. Uh, and, you know, so many promoters wanted me to wrestle Raven again. No, uh, also because he's a pain in my ass. But uh, so me and Abyss have had some insane matches. And, you know, to me, I hate when people in wrestling companies make a stipulation, oh, it's, you know, going to be the last time ever. And then, oh, uh, up until we see it again. I, I won't do that. Uh, so if you're there, you're going to see the last time Tommy Dreamer ever faces Abyss. We just added LAX, uh, who, if you've never seen them live, they're an amazing, you know, they're the Impact Tag Team Champions. They're an amazing tag team. Sammy Callahan versus Willie Mack. 
for uh, the my television title, which is the only title I have. And uh, Willie Mack, who is an amazing athlete, and he's another person who's just growing every single week. And you know now he's doing stuff with Impact. Sammy Callahan, uh, the the he's been with me forever, but his growth has come with a, a price. He does stuff that sometimes even makes me grumble, but. You know, I got to, uh, because he is, when you're the boss and you have someone who is helping sell tickets with his attitude where people want to pay to either cheer him or see him get his ass kicked, you know, you got that. And, you know, we also have X-Pac in the house, Road Warrior, Animal, Cornswoggle, Eugene, so many more people are going to be there. And there's always, I always like to throw a surprise factor in there who will be, you know, somebody who's not advertised because I, as a wrestling fan, I always loved when I'd be at a show and someone was there that wasn't advertised. It's just, for me, a reward for, you know, purchasing a ticket. House of Hardcore 51, it is the Blizzard Brawl uh, for it all. Waukesha County Expo uh, in Waukesha on Saturday, December 1st. Again, tickets, houseofhardcore.net. Uh, Tommy and Dave, you guys can both, uh, I guess, uh, answer this one, speak to it. Just as I look over the poster here, Big Cass, who I see. Yes. So my question is how that like when a guy gets released by a company, let's say it's WWE, do you guys like go to them? Do they come to you? Is it like, hey, you're, you're falling, we'll catch you? Are they just like desperate for their next show? How does that come together where they can still wrestle despite not being in the company we see on TV twice a week? Uh, normally, I it, it's kind of works. Everybody's situations uh, different. Uh, big cast, and now I use him with uh, two dollar symbols uh, as his name, uh, just because WWE owns that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can use cast with dollar symbols, but not big cast. Yeah, because big cast yes. is okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good workaround. Me talking to him, he was actually trained by my trainer, and I really didn't know him, but we had that common mutual ground. And uh, when I tell you, he he was depressed, and he was. He was shocked at his release. I think the whole wrestling world was, but he owned it. And he's like, now I got to prove to the world that, you know, I'm still here and I messed up and I'm going to make an atonement for that. And we came to agreement. He's going to be on a couple of my shows and we'll see where it takes him. And, you know, I'm happy to help. I'm someone who left the WWE who had held uh, four years and nine months to go because I was no longer happy uh, doing something that I'd loved since I was nine years old. So, you know, everybody has a different story. Sammy Callahan had left WWE just because he said, you guys don't have room for me. Um, And then there's other people who, you know, if they get released because, you know, they've had a good run or they have nothing for them, cool. There is life after WWE and a show like this really does prove, you know, that there is. And there's, for me, I'm 47 years old and I will have wrestled this year alone 202 shows. And, you know, it shows that there's a lot people want to see different. So that's what I like to show them, something different. I do feel like, and you guys are, I mean, obviously way on the inside, but just from the outside kind of watching everything, I feel like there was a period after the maybe the Monday Night Wars where WWE was like the singular thing and other companies would try to, I'm TNA when they moved to Monday night and that kind of stuff. I feel like now I feel like the appetite is, is there for as much variety 
as possible. Absolutely. I mean, right now, I mean, Ring of Honor and New Japan and TNA and House of Hardcore, Lucha Underground, there, you know, uh, Evolution pay per view. There's so much variety now for every style that you like. You know, if if you want to watch guys that you know. Uh, the cruiserweights with 305 live and you know with NXT and it, it's just there's so much out there there's so much opportunity for guys now to learn and not just worry and wonder well hey if I don't make it to WWE I'm not going to make it for me I'm I grew up in the 80s and I could turn on my television and watch Georgia Championship Wrestling I could watch Florida Championship Wrestling I could watch the AWA I could watch the NWA and I got to watch world class mid south I had all these different wrestlers, and they were always going to different organizations. It's the same if you're a sports fan, man. Uh, you know, you could love the Milwaukee Brewers, but, you know, you could also like, I don't know, the Detroit Tigers or Chicago White Sox. You know, and when people ask me what's the difference between House of Hardcore and, let's say, WWE, besides uh, I don't have the billion dollars that they have, but it's just a different management style. It's just different players, uh, just like there's a difference between the Cubs and the White Sox. Um, it's, you know, to me, it's just, we have our own fan base. We have what people want to see and that's it. And one of the most important things as far as differences goes, if you go to the Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or whatever uh, pay-per-view it is, it's not very intimate. You come to House of Hardcore, whether it be Blizzard Brawl or or the one the following week um, in Philadelphia, you get to meet and greet and get autographs and shake hands and exchange stories and you know you you, you get to hang out and be a part of the show with the talent. And and nowadays, you know, if if you go down to the new five serve arena, you're lucky if you get within six to ten feet of anybody. You know, at, at Blizzard Brawl at the Waukesha County Expo Center, you can get a photo op with them, an autograph. You know, it's just it's just a great experience for every wrestling fan. House of Hardcore 51. Houseofhardcore.net is where you can get tickets. Again, it's uh, the Blizzard Brawl. It's the Blizzard Brawls. These guys have kind of, well, teamed up, and, and really now it's part of the House of Hardcore, and you can check it out, houseofhardcore.net here on the Wings Things podcast. Uh, Tommy, you guys have been gracious to come out to our toy drive the last couple of years. We do it every year the week after Thanksgiving. We are doing it again this year with our station. You can find out more, 1057fmthefan.com, but it'll be at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Uh, it's 6th and Rosson and Oak Creek. And I think the first time that we had you out there, I was just telling you about, you know, Roman Reigns wasn't my favorite performer. Uh, I didn't like that he was being, what I said, shoved down our throats. And now we find out that, okay, there's a little more to this story, as you alluded to back in 2016. Roman Reigns is a great wrestler. I re- I'm good friends with Roman Reigns, and he is, to me, like a modern-day John Cena. Yeah. He's an excellent in-ring worker. He has an amazing story that, backstory that WWE hasn't even touched upon, which if they did, it would get more people behind him. But I'm not going to reveal his backstory. Being, you know, he was, Basically, he got drafted and was going to the NFL, and then something happened to him okay. physically, and WWE has never even told that story. However... Uh, Roman Reigns is, if you looked at the Ultimate Warrior, if the Ultimate Warrior started today, I don't think he could have ever become the Ultimate Warrior. I think social media, everyone has an, a voice, an opinion. Everyone would have crapped all over the Ultimate Warrior because, like, oh, he's not a good wrestler. He wasn't, and but he had more charisma, and it's that whenever people feel they're forcing somebody down our throats, they respond negatively towards it. That moment 
was, uh, you know, really tough to watch because here's a guy who is bearing his soul and the line between uh, wrestling and, and reality cannot be blurred any longer because this is a guy, he says, my name is Joe, I've got this issue. This is a this is something that he's been fighting, but it's just, it was it was really tough to watch. And now I, Tommy, I feel bad I ever rooted against him. To be honest, well, you shouldn't because here's why: you are rooting against the character and not against the person. And you know, a lot of people felt uh, that backlash, and I would say that to them the very same thing. You know, you have your right to, you know, cheer, boo. And he wouldn't want if anybody knew his backstory because he wouldn't didn't tell it. Um, he wouldn't want people to get behind him because of that. Just like he, I know he's just sitting there. He's going to fight it and he's going to come back like he's done before and he'll do it again. And, uh, you know, you can't you can't ever judge someone. You know, a lot of people that when they say, oh, man, I like me, I hated Terry Funk. I hated his guts as a kid. You know why? Because he did his job so great. But I love Dusty Rhodes. And then I wound up, you know, Terry Funk being my mentor. So you, you can't ever judge something like that just because. I got to think when Roman beats this and comes back, I mean, at this point, you can never make him a heel now. Or it's got to be years down be the, the road. the biggest baby face since Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, which is what, ironically, what they've wanted all along, and they could never really get him to that point. And now, because you know this is such a relatable thing and, and a and a terrible thing to go through, uh, maybe that that is what happened. Do you guys the from a wrestling perspective then? Uh, Roman Reigns steps away. The Shield brothers turn on each other that night, or Dean turns on on Seth. Would you guys have say that was good booking, the right time to do it? Because I know I was ready to watch Raw the next week? You know, I put out a tweet, and it had probably, I think it's something like 11,000 people responded to a tweet, which was just insane. Because people take wrestling so, you know, literal. But one, I remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan going on Monday Nitro and saying the same thing. He had kidney uh, cancer, didn't know what he was going to do. And then I actually, it was last month, I did an appearance with Hacksaw, and they had him versus Goldberg, and Goldberg was punching uh, his kidneys, and that's what he was working on, and they were selling. That's where he had the cancer, you know? And if that happened in today's society, I think the world would be turned upside down. Today we have to be so politically correct and so uh, socially conscious that it's sometimes people forget it's a wrestling show. And for me, my... My true life, my grandfather had passed away um, on a Thursday. On Saturday, we had the Sandman ring. We did a 10-bell salute for my grandfather, and then a wrestler named Justin Credible interrupted my grandfather's 10-bell salute and beat the crap out of me. Uh, It's getting people's emotions, and they didn't do it on Roman Reigns. They did it on just another night. They kept telling you he was going to turn on him anyway. And this was just a night where they finally pulled the trigger. And for people to say that they used Roman Reigns' cancer to forward an angle, uh, they didn't. But you know what? Every wrestler, uh, I'm sure they would do the same exact thing uh, and want the same exact thing. That's how we are programmed. That's how we're trained. 
and anything to if you look at that one show what that one show did was Roman Reigns has to step away now we've seen the emergence of Elias we've seen Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins became become you know top dogs again Braun Strowman's now uh being in the contendership Brock Lesnar's come back it just opens up the door and that you know that's how wrestling is and and if you think about what happened uh remember when Magic Johnson announced that he had AIDS you know that was a shock to the NBA it was a shock to the world and you know then there was all will he play will players want to play with him why because of fear and then you know now he doesn't have it <laughs> so not that he can play again just because he's older but could you imagine if you know Magic Johnson found the cure for it uh, one year later, and he came back to the NBA. So it's just all stuff like that. It's uh, the sign of the times, but everyone wants to get so literal about a television show where it's you got to really, really know how to draw that line. It's called bad guys will be bad guys and good guys will be good guys. Tommy, appreciate some time. We're going to check back in around the toy drive, and it's always a treat to have you come out there, and we look forward to that, man. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you. Tommy Dreamer, again, so uh, as long as everything goes to plan, the Friday, you guys usually come out on the Friday It'll of the Toy Friday Drive. Morning, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably the 9 o'clock hour again, and we'll detail all that. But you can come to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, drop off your donation, your toy donation for the Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, and uh, and meet Tommy. And you never know who Tommy might bring along. Oh. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. I mean. Okay. It's always good to bring friends. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. So we'll have more details on that. Uh, coming up momentarily. We talked a little bit there about the Roman Reigns situation and what it did for, I guess, uh, the WWE that night. Dave, if I can pick your brain for a moment, because maybe it was the Brewers the last two months. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was the repetition in content in the WWE, but I wasn't really as glued in as I had been uh, previously. That night, with the turn, with the other turns, with the announcement, kind of sucks you back in, and I'm ready, and there's a buildup, and then the payoff, and now if I want to watch this all pay off, I I got to I gotta uh, bail on work around 10 o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we record this, this is before Crown Jewel, uh, depending on when you guys pick this up over the next month, and they're doing another pay-per-view in, in Saudi Arabia, and keeping the political stuff, I think, out of this for now. Yeah. This is the second pay-per-view there. Mm-hmm. There was just one in Australia. Yes. Which I think was at like 3 in the morning our time. Yeah, I was not watching that when it was live. I don't like no. this model. I, I don't like this model. I understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They're a business. It's a global company. It's a global company. Yes. Money is great. Yes. But it feels like it feels like these are just house shows that you can catch on the network. And that's what it is. It, it, it's programming for the company. Ultimately, they're getting paid a ton of money for these shows to give us programming. And the more big events they have, the more companies like Fox are going to give them more billions of dollars for SmackDown. Or USA, you know, they're going to pony up for billions of dollars to renew Raw because of their global reach. I suppose, okay, there's a trade-off because you used to have to pay 50 bucks for a pay-per-view. Yeah. And if you wanted to see every pay-per-view... Now you're paying 30 cents a day. Now you're paying thirty cents a day, you pay nine ninety nine a month, so they got to make up that money somewhere, and they're going overseas to get these monster deals from these other companies. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm at the I, when we talk on our WWE podcast, me and Cody Grant, I always say make it easy for the customer 
I oh, ju- but I- at the same time, what customer? The international customers or us? No, me. Oh, America. Okay, I get you. Make it I easy for you. America. I got you. You know? Yeah. Make it easy for me here in America. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can't think of it like that anymore because it is a global company. Well, I mean, the NFL goes over to over to you know to Europe now, right? What time was that uh, Eagles game on? Yeah, but that was cool. <laughs> that's at nine thirty in the morning, right? Yeah, you know, it's a Sunday. You're mm-hmm. home, slightly hungover. Yeah, a little bit mm-hmm. hungover. Yeah. Ha- you know, not having to, but if you want to watch the pay per view. Spending five hours on a Friday. Mm, that's way too long. I'll be honest. I am not excited at all about DX versus Kanan Taker. No. Why would you Shawn be? Michaels does not look like Shawn Michaels anymore. No. I'm more excited to watch your son wrestle. <laughs> I am too, actually. <laughs> I'm terrified and excited all at the same time. But, I mean, I love DX. Like, DX, you know, in the late 90s, it was awesome. Now it's just like it's it's... Two old guys, yeah, that are trying to be in their twenties again, and then you got Taker and Kane, and it's just like, I like both guys too, but yeah, I get it. There's a lot of money invested into that one match. I mean, there's talks and rumors and speculation that Shawn Michaels is getting about three million dollars to wrestle in Saudi Arabia for one match. Hey, that's awesome, but wow, I, I, that match is going to be rough. You know, Tommy brought this up, and maybe this is something we talked to him about at the toy drive, but he's big on when there's uh, a speculation, mm-hmm. you follow through. Right. And and I always liked that Shawn Michaels was that guy, because there is, in wrestling, it's the last one until the next one. Yeah. But Shawn Michaels was the one guy who kind of stayed true to it. Now, again, you're not going to tell someone not to make their money. But it is, from a wrestling fan perspective, because that was the match, and I've told you this, that, that got me into wrestling, the first, because I didn't watch it as a kid, the first uh, WrestleMania, him and Undertaker. That, that got was me in into Phoenix. It. I was there for that. It that, was amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I said, yeah, okay, guys, I'll watch this thing. And then I, I was hooked. I'm reading about the history the night of. Afterwards, I just I couldn't get enough of it. And so I'm kind of not, you, you would think that I would be excited for this match because it's the two guys that got me in it. But it's just something about it to me just seems, it seems, I think the word is desperate. The only saving grace in the whole thing is that it's Taker and Sean again. It's not like it's Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles. You know, it's not something new. Yeah, okay. It's still part of the same chapter and storyline. Right. So that's the only way it kind of, not really, but kind of gets a pass from me. But I don't want to see Shawn Michaels who is a shell of his former self. I'm sure he can still do some amazing things, but he's going to come out. He's now bald, okay? He doesn't have the physique he used to have. Yeah. I want my last memories of Shawn Michaels to be his retirement match. Not this Shawn Michaels, not this version. So, but when they go overseas, they have to do these matches because I mean, it's still the 90s era guys that are the draw. Well, and it's who it's who the guy that's cutting the check wants on the show right now, too. Which is you can say he's a crown prince. That's what he wants. Right. It, yeah. The, when they first went over there, it was basically that dude's birthday party. Yeah. And he had them all sitting together at the dinner. Yes. That picture, man, grossed the hell out of but, me. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. It's like if someone's going to you know, say, hey, I'm going to give you $50 million for this show, but you got to have dinner with me, where are we going to eat? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me just be clear. There's nothing I would not do. For $50 million. Nothing. (laughs) 
Let me be clear. There's probably nothing I wouldn't do for ten grand. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, it's like you know, we can sit here and say, oh, you know, it's it, it, it's unethical. It's this and it's that. If I can set up my family, yeah, for dinner with with somebody, and let's be honest, six months from now, it's going to be forgotten anyways, right? You know, yeah. WWE took a lot of heat from the political aspect for going back there. The stock dipped a little bit, but this is such a yeah. It's not even a twenty four hour news cycle anymore. It's like four. Yeah, no, it's basically your Twitter feed news cycle. Yeah, you're right. That's refreshed. It's something else. Tell me about uh, your son wrestling. I'm interested in this. So, I mean, Cal has grown up, obviously, in the wrestling business. How old is he? He is now 16. Oh, Dave. 16 going on 22, <laughs> you know? And uh, I, I did some shows this summer, and he was watching. He's like, God, Dad. He goes, some of these guys aren't very good. He goes, I think I could do this. <laughs> I'm like, well, try it sometime. He's like, okay, I think I will. Now, keep in mind... Cal has grown up in the business. I mean, he was uh, a groomsman at Al Snow's wedding. You know, he, you know, Al Snow and Kevin Nashville are like his uncles and as, as much as the other guys. And he's like, I'm going to try it. And I'm like, what? This is the kid that when I asked him if he wanted to play soccer as a kid, he's like, oh, no. I go, why not? He goes, I don't want some guy in a T-shirt and shorts telling me what to do. You know? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Okay. So, uh, you know, Cal's been playing football um, for Cedarburg High School uh, the past couple of years, and this summer he decided he didn't want to play. And I go, all right, well, what do you want to do? He's like, I want to try wrestling. Like, okay. I go, it's not as easy as you think. So um, a buddy of mine, Angel Armani, has a school down here in South Milwaukee, and every Sunday Cal's been going down there, and he's been training. And uh, I am impressed how quick he's caught on. Yeah? Like, I, you know – I'm like, okay. Have you well, told him that? Or are you being like, oh, dad, no, 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 that's no. like. I've told him. I said, hey, you're already way better than I ever was. Wow. You know, it, within, the, within the first seven weeks. But to be fair, uh, he's worked with Silas Young of Ring of Honor. Um, we, he was on our podcast. Yeah. We had him in he, here. He's worked with Robbie E., who is now, he's going to be actually wrestling against him at Blizzard Brawl. He's worked with Mr. Kennedy, Ken Anderson. Um, he's worked with uh, Juice Robinson of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, of course, Uncle Al Snow is going to be working with him. And it's just like, you know, you know, during the week, he'll get phone calls. Goldust or Kevin Nash, they'll watch his videos online and say, hey, try this, do that. So he's getting coached. I mean, he's going to have a master's degree in wrestling by the time he's done. But I told him, I said, hey, this is all great. I go, you'll get op- opportunities that most kids won't because of how long I've been doing this for. I said, but the most important thing is you have to have fun and you have to be a kid. I said, you're not going to skip homecoming. You're not going to skip prom because you're going to go wrestle and make 20 bucks right? At, 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 at some VA somewhere or whatever. I go, you're not doing it. I go, you're going to be a kid. You're going to have those experiences. And I go, when you get older, when you get your college degree or a backup plan or an associate's, whatever it is, then we'll go to the next step. I said, but, uh, you know, this will take a toll on your body. I go, you look and see how all of our pals walk around, you know, and it's not easy. So it's cool because, you know, he's excited about it. He's comfortable. He's doing things he never thought he could do. Uh, you know, he's doing flips and all that crazy stuff that I would never even try. And, uh, you know, I- I'm proud of him. I'm excited for him. And, uh, you know, he's a good he's a good kid. I mean, I'm, it's him and I. Um, he does his thing. And I don't have to yell at him. His grades are always where they're supposed to be. So he knows as long as he, he follows that path, everything should be pretty good. That's pretty neat. And his yeah. match, again, is? It's it's going to be uh, Cal 
and Al Snow okay. against Jay Bradley and Robbie E. I'll be I'll be in their corner. I just found out that Robbie E's going to have somebody in his, so that'll be interesting. Because yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm too old, I'm too old and too fat. You know what I mean? So I'm, yeah, it's just like nah. I'll let him do it. So it seems like you've been trying to get out of this for a while. I, I I legitimately have. I mean, but it just you know what it is. It's just for me. It's like, like Tommy said. It's a family thing. It's like yeah. these are all my friends, and it's just like you know. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, we do WrestleManias together. Um, I'm going to the Royal Rumble, which is going to be in Phoenix. It's going to be at Chase Field, I believe it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So you know they got to have something big if they're going to fill up a baseball stadium yeah, for yeah. the Rumble. Yeah, for the Rumble. Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. So, you know, there's rumors and rumblings. The Rock is going to be there. Shawn Michaels will be wrestling again one more time. So. Yeah, no, You. I mean, the family thing, You. you tried to get out and Tommy kept you in and then you try to son. get out now. Your son, yeah. your literal family, yeah. has kept you in. Yes, House of Hardcore Fifty One again. The Blizzard Brawl It is coming up on the first of December. Again, no Badger. They suck uh, to to worry about. Waukesha County Expo, uh, seven o'clock. But I'll be honest. I mean, you know, we have gone up against the the, the, the Big Ten game, and we've still drawn fifty hundred to two thousand people. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I just no. I just like to take digs at the Badgers. <laughs> I don't have any worry that your attendance will be affected either yeah. way. I just want to remind everyone how bad the Badgers have been. Yeah, this season. That's disappointing. That's my only uh, motive there. Anything else you want to cover? No, I'm good. Dave yeah. Hero, appreciate you coming in on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Yeah, no, this is good. I always like to kind of get that behind the scenes look too. And you will be with us at the Toy Drive? Absolutely, yes. We'll start to talk more about that on the air. Again, the uh, the Toy Drive coming up the Monday after Thanksgiving, Blaine's Farm and Fleet. More details on this event, houseofhardcore.net. Dave, thank you. Thank you, my friend.